0: All right, guys, before we get started, I want to talk really quick about our sponsor, and that's Patch Junkie Shop. Uh, Patch Junkie Shop is an Etsy shop that specializes in uniquely designed patches. Their stock includes everything from military-style morale patches to designs that reference popular culture. They also sell patch-related stuff like patch mats and patch bags that you can stick your patches to. So if you get a chance, go to their website. It's www.patchjunkieshop.com and use the promo code Salumis for 10% off of your order. Once again, that's S-A-L-U-M-I-S-T and instantly get 10% off. Um, I want to also talk about Skype. That is who we've been using as of late to do these podcast episodes Uh, because we want to exercise caution and really pay respect to the social distancing and the different types of uh, rules and regulations that are going out there right now. Uh, We chose to use Skype to hold a lot of our episodes. So Skype isn't the only platform out there that will allow you to do this kind of stuff. So if you have anything like Google Hangouts, if you have Zoom Zoom. Uh, tons of other platforms out there that allow you to connect with other people and really get whatever message that you have out there. Or if you just want to connect with any of your friends and loved ones, there's tons of platforms out there. But if you want a good example of one, Skype is what we've been using, and I highly recommend that. All right, let's get into the show. How much more do we have to take? When will it be okay for an African-American to be able to go for a jog without fear of being hunted down and killed? Is this about race or is this about a psychological or physiological malady dealing with the proclivity towards brutality are some of us merely prey for those who have a deep desire to hunt and kill in this episode chris mark and myself try to make sense of the tragedy in georgia resulting in yet another senseless killing of a man and what appears to be the fabrication of fear to justify it in typical solumas fashion we attempt to take the topic to a much deeper level than the surface shows. So it requires us to reach into the past. We talk about things like the Cronus Complex and we make references to our previous episode, The Greatest Lie Ever Told, to make a connection as to why we are the way we are today. This episode is packed with a lot of energy and you can definitely hear us talking over each other, but that's just to show how passionate we all are. So I hope you can feel that too. So sit back and get ready for episode 894, 2.23 miles.
1: Dang, man, it's Shakespearean. There's like, I mean, there's all kinds of symbolism just like sprinkled with that throughout. Man, it's fantastic. But anyway, what are y'all doing?
2: I just got home from um, being up in Bowling Green, seeing my mom's on Mother's Day and stuff. So I'm just just winding down now.
0: (sighs) Yeah, I'm just kind of chilling out here. I um, just got back to my desk, but uh, yeah, definitely feeling a lot better. I'm glad to have gotten a little bit of rest today. So, yeah, here we are. So, um, first of all, can you guys hear me okay? I did something yeah. different with my mic, so I just want to make yeah, sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. Sounds
0: clear. Okay, good. So, I had a, I had some different things, uh, and especially, Chris, you and I had um, talked a little bit about an episode, but obviously I want to talk about some current events, and, you know, specifically, Why is it so hard for us to just go running in some neighborhood and not get fucking shot?
2: Man, don't you know? I just now learned about that. Maybe uh, a lot of people do. A week ago, that shit happened in February, dude. Mm -hmm. And motherfuckers almost got off. Like, dudes almost didn't even get in trouble about it. Unbelievable. I was like, I can't even watch the video. I'll be too upset.
1: <laughs> wasn't it an attorney that wasn't representing anybody involved in it that, yeah. re- that released the video to the public? Oh, I, I don't, don't know. I thought I he know.
0: had. I thought the attorney. I thought it was the DA that released it. I don't know who um, released it. I thought I thought Chris was
2: about to say. Once it, it, uh, someone, some local uh, official there, it was like made, said there was nothing like no action that needed to be taken. Like, unbelievable. I thought I thought that's what Chris was about to say.
1: Well, the um, uh, the first individual recused herself from the case because of her previous involvement with what, what those guys last name, uh, McDonald. Is that the last name of the The, the
2: Perps? Uh, I don't remember.
1: Yeah, the ale- the per- alleged perpetrators. Anyway, uh the first lady recused herself from the case because she had a previous uh like I guess professional relationship with one of the accused. But uh It's McMichael, sorry, it, I
0: was just looking it up. My bad. It's it's what? McMichael. It was gonna drive me crazy because Mc- I also thought it was McDonald for a second. Oh, okay. But
1: and and then I saw, and, and again, I want to say that it wasn't some fringe bullshit fucking site, but um, I want to say that one of the more major news outlets released video showing, um, what was his last name? Aud- Audrey or Aubrey? Aubrey. 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 Yeah. Uh, showing him, uh, it was home surveillance footage. Showing him going to a uh, uh, a house that was under construction in the neighborhood, and going up to the garage area and just kind of looking around like he wasn't doing anything. And then I guess there was also um, a cam inside of the house that was under construction. Mm-hmm. So and again, that's been presented, but it's being presented in terms of uh, as a justification for what transpired too and i
0: can't believe it man yeah you know and, you know and, the one thing that really troubled me too is that i constantly had i have this mindset that like a lot of this shit is going to go away because mm-hmm. these people are dying out okay they're you know mm-hmm. they're getting these diseases that i hope they die terrible painful deaths mm-hmm. of. but the one of the dudes was, his son was 34 years old dude he's the same fucking age as because
2: us cuz the cronis complex manifest through a freaking biological predilection if you ask me and explain the cronus complex to our listeners. it's just like it's just like it's just like when you said to our listeners it threw me off sorry, sorry. <laughs> it's just, I just, it just like killed my, my thought uh because i'm talking to My two bros. Fuck your listeners. (laughs) You can edit it out later, Kalou, but I have to say it, okay? I have to say that. You can edit it out later. I love the listeners and sponsors. (laughs) Nah, man. I don't know, man, but sometimes I be thinking, like, see? I be thinking that there's this impulse inside of some people to, like, I gotta get my kill. You know what I mean? I gotta get my kill. So I swear that's what I feel like because nothing... And it makes my stomach turn when people bring up like all the surrounding because just like Trayvon Martin or something or, or the other kid, Mike Brown had stole something from a store, just bullied a, a clerk. How the fact that you invoke that as an, even a potential rationale for taking yes. someone's life says everything to me about what's wrong with you. You're looking for a reason to kill. Yes. You want to kill. And I don't think you even know why you want to do it yourself. Yes. And so I think that's just that, that, that impulse in in some people, man, and I don't even know anymore, but was, who cares? If he walked out of there with fucking two shoulder fools of two-by-fours, you do nothing other than call the Jakes and just wait. Yeah, dude. It's yeah.
1: two-by-fours.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and,
1: and everybody and Jake, does that. And then the Jakes show up and, and, and realistically, <laughs> if you're running yeah. off with some two-by-fours, you ain't going to get too much trouble by comparison generally speaking it wouldn't have worked out like this Um, hopefully
0: yeah Yeah, no kidding and And, and, sometimes I think like it's like do do some people I don't want to say do white people but it's like do some people need like a fucking battle dome or some shit to just get it out yes I'm telling you man do do we need like some mortal combat type of thing absolutely absolutely we do
1: well, it reminds me, of, it's like manifest destiny. It's like little micro versions of manifest destiny. It's right. Just, it's it. it right. might be genetically imbued in people, but it's also fostered through our societal norms at the same time. But it sure it, is, and it, I it, think it, the
2: societal norms might be the thing of maintaining it more than anything anymore.
1: Oh yeah, everybody That's feels a, feels a like that they are entitled to their own private fiefdom. They don't realize how temporary, how fragile, how superficial, the majority of anything like things, possessions, uh, even achievements, as long as they're, uh, things that don't serve the, the, the general good, yeah. it's all fleeting things. They're okay, all so fucking fleeting things.
0: If that's the case, then Chris, why are there so many people out here that people that we're even friends with that are just they're ready to kill you. Like step in my house, man. I got a Glock mm-hmm. and seventy-eight fucking guns to shoot you. Well, with.
1: I, look, I'm gonna tell you one thing, and I, I I'll be honest with you. I think a dark part of most most human beings, you know, because you explore whatever in your own head, things that you don't necessarily tell people. But I think it's it's natural for a human being for for an animal, a higher thinking animal. To not only contemplate their own mortality, but contemplate the mortality of others and then contemplate what it would feel like to take a life. Mm -hmm. And then that I think that's a very natural human thought is entertaining the notion of what it would be like to take a life, because to be quite honest with you, a lot of our ancestors got here through taking lives Mm -hmm. surviving, having their lives taken And oftentimes taking lives, taking that shit to the next level, though, where somebody feels as though they have some kind of grand sovereignty to they impose what they believe to be justice upon the rest of the population. That's when we get the fucking problem, because I do I do believe that it's a natural human thing to. To be like, well, what would it be like to entertain the notion, or what it be like to take the life of another human being? would it, Would it make me feel bad? Would it feel exhilarating? Like, what, 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 what would the context be? I, I think that's a natural thing. I think the problem is, is that when that, which is a human thing that we need to fucking acknowledge before we can make any kind of progress on the other end, that's being acted upon by something else. Hmm. One of one of our one of our animalistic predispositions, this part of our toolkit is being activated through something else because we don't have a need for it. So yeah. there's it, it's not necessary. So so it's being elicited by something in society.
0: Is that it makes me for some reason, I think of cats and I don't know if you guys knew this, but cats the, kill the, almost the Broadway.
1: Yes, yes, the it? fucking
0: play. No, but <laughs> uh, but cats kill over five billion birds a, a year, and and they don't have
1: to. just birds. It's yeah. not like it's not this like, is just
0: birds. This is not uh, just they, random shit that, that cats is, kill.
1: Not like yeah. shrews and moles yeah. nope. and squirrels it's and just shit. Just birds. Five billion birds are killed by cats, and so, people mad about what Donald Trump tripping about windmills.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. But he, like when you reduce us to an animalistic level, no one really knows. What, I mean, I, I would imagine they know why cats just kill for sport. I think that's just something in them. Is it so much to say that we're that much different? Like, truthfully, maybe some people like to kill for sport like that was a thing. Like, Well,
2: we don't have yeah. a problem talking about, quote, air quotes, warlike people uh, a couple hundred years ago. Yeah, I don't know why we true. still don't have warlike people now. Um, the Mayans expressed a brutality that was ritualistic, but yeah. it was a sublimation of life, death, and that cycle. Observing it, yeah. that's one example and of that it shows in those cartel games in a, way, in a way. Yes, well, yeah, and that's, and that's, that's,
1: that's a, a new a, and that's a new world example the, the too. Death.
2: Well, yes, that's right. Then you have the Vikings, whose entire culture was based about around honor in dying in war, in exerting Mm. yourself and in being brave. Then you have a Northern African, the the Nubians and Egyptians who sublimated in a really fly, crazy way. Everything about the Egyptian pageantry was about passing over. The Nile River was the the pathway that took you to the other side and everything was a symbol for that. So what I'm giving is examples of of, of a protraction based on reconciling death. That does not involve murdering other people, other things outside of your own culture, but in the West, it's got to be an enemy. We've mm. like it's got to be someone yeah. else. You have to quickly have a reason, a justification. So the impulse is there, but it manifests different ways based on your culture. Uh, to Chris's point just a second ago, and and that's what we have over here. Is all I'm screaming. Yeah, it's human, but we got a particular manifestation of it. That's
0: problematic. Okay, could, are we digging could there, too deep by asking if the killings were racially charged?
1: Well, well, could, could I just ask, like, uh, in, in the United States, like, mm. when we're talking about the different cultural factors that are acting upon this and then are influencing the incidence of whether somebody wants to go out and kill or it's part of their, like modus operandi or, or, or whatever the fuck it may be. Um, uh, to to, it, I don't think it is all digging too deep to say, is it racially motivated? Because this is, this is an amalgamation. Like everything that we're talking about, there's no, we're not ever going to get to one convergent point. It makes sense. It's there are going to be a lot of intersectionalities that play into this, mm. but we talked about it on previous episodes that this old this old let's all hold hands and and be at peace. And, and, you know, racism. You're not born racist. You're taught to be racist. That's that's not a scientific statement. There's nothing scientific to assert that human beings are tabula rasa, that we're born blank slates and we don't have potentially some genetic manifestation that causes us to be at least, at the very least, suspicious towards those who don't look like us. Mm-hmm. And then that can, and that can vary to differ, differing degrees. I think a lot of this plays into who feels like they have sovereignty to uh, enact what they feel to be normative uh, social justice in this country. Who is it that feels like they are fucking entitled to do that kind of thing?
0: Shit, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know who I don't know why these guys would feel like they're somehow entitled to this land that they're on to the point that they'll kill someone who comes through there because it's like maybe maybe deep down for for black people. There's always going to be this This mindset of no matter if we own the land that we're on, we'll never feel entitled to it. So that notion to to kill you for jogging through my neighborhood just doesn't seem like it would be a thing. You know how Mm. you can go ahead.
2: you can you know how you can you can like um, train your dog to go get the newspaper. Yes. And then you can tell your dog in any language that you want to train them in to do a particular um, acrobatic feat or to Mm -hmm. retrieve something. And you can train your dog to come get lunch at a certain time of day, every day, maybe you tap the bowl, maybe you don't. Then you can also blow a whistle and your dog will behave a certain way. And the whistle, you may not even be able to hear it yourself. Mm -hmm. And then you can hide a fresh juicy steak in the room somewhere say nothing to your dog and also elicit a very predictable behavior out of that dog. Can -hmm. you, Mm -hmm. you can manage biological creatures at multiple levels. And in that hierarchy that I've brought up before on the podcast, I think human beings work that way too. And in my model about that, uh, humanity hierarchy, If when you are operating at a more fundamental level, it undermines naturally, as the model suggests, all the levels above it. So it doesn't have to have a high order of of information. If you can activate someone at a primitive level, if you know that level's there, it may be one that makes them addicted. You might introduce a substance like sugar or alcohol into a particular uh, populace and knowing their biology better than they do you can predict the behavior, whether it's collapse or something else you get out of them. Mm-hmm. So where is that to get happening? A person, Trust, well, it, okay. And going on, on. to get a person to feel entitled enough to kill someone like that. There has to be a narrative and a, and a constant stream of affirmation being delivered. See what I'm saying? Mm. There's that not stumble there. There has to be something there For uh, that predilection, they have to have a propensity to do that. Mm -hmm. And then you can arrange things in a way that makes them feel entitled to do something like that. That's what I'm saying. And I'm not saying it has to have deliberate agency. Like there's a secret body of guys wearing hoodies or something in a dark room, like trying to make that stuff happen. But I'm saying we have more than enough of those signals in our cultural historic in our culture, historically. To lead one to feel like that, if you you know, if you have that uh,
0: predisposition already. Hmm. Damn.
1: Oh man, this is like well, this is tripping me out, man. Well, and and what I'm thinking is uh, also you got to think that there have been deliberate bids for fucking generations to paint black people. As deviants across generations, you can find fucking examples of it uh, post slavery because post, you know, pre-slavery, it it was a different paradigm. It's not like people weren't portrayed and denigrated in, in a certain way, but it was a different way. Post post slavery, there have been numerous bids and it's happened in little Flourishes like the crack epidemic. That was a deliberate bid to denigrate the black community. That I, absolutely to just destroy the fucking black community. I know I'm sounding goddamn conspiratorial, but
2: well, no, that gets,
1: that that gets lat that gets latched onto and gets paraded around. You have people at the time, I like late '80s, early '90s. I think it's early '90s. You have Hillary Clinton, um tongue in cheek, referring to young. Black males as super predators. Mm. Now, like, that's some legit shit that this bitch said back then. Yep. Yep. I and remember. so, so we have this overarching narrative uh, yeah. about, about, any, actually, we got a litany of them, right? And then people get to pick and choose in this country because that's kind of one of our problems is that everybody gets to pick and choose whatever narrative. They won't that coincides, and oftentimes it's path of least resistance. So it's just like I go with what I know, I go with what's around me, what I can see, what the people that I like the most tell me, whatever. So you got this this overarching narrative whereby there is inherent suspicion towards African American males, especially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is undeniable. That's that's been a constant for fucking ever, goddamn constant. Yeah. And then, and then you've got um, these working class, blue collar, and, and and I'm I'm giving them credit by referring to them as that, and not like sons of bitches and shit like that. But like, like you've got the l- low lowish SES whites, probably lower. I mean, I, not to be terribly judgmental, but by ju- judging by the mugshots, they don't look like they. Are terribly fucking bright, either. To be quite honest with you, so you've got you've got these motherfuckers that are buying in hardcore to whatever narrative there may may be, and then they're also boot licking super hard. Yeah, they're they are boot licking the fucking system super fucking hard. Look, hey, I did good. I did good. I got one. I got one of them for us for the greater good. It's it's coupled with like that's what it seems like. Yo, it's 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 coupled with the Cronus complex, delusions of grandeur, this notion of a savior having like this savior complex as well, which, again, I've I've, you know, kind of flippantly referred to myself as having a savior complex.
2: But savior, savior I, of I, what? because, well, cause, cause you know, you never see them go anywhere like the middle of Compton.
1: Oh, I know. You know what I know. I'm saying? It, or southern but that, Chicago, but that's the, but that's not their narrative, though. And they, right. fu- and they don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck about anything remember, outside of their are
2: Trying to protect that neighborhood by getting to know each and every one of those kids by shooting ball with them in the afternoon. And if one of them seen him tonight, said, "Hey, go home," they would do it without question. Exactly. Like, Cre- I creeped around in the middle of the fucking night like a fucking cowboy.
1: Yeah he he was completing his narrative y'all that's the thing right, is right. the first the first step and again there there the, we would be remiss if we didn't entertain the idea as human beings that a mm-hmm. we have we have a fundamental part of us that that thinks about death thinks about killing that that entertains the idea of it and then if we if we think about that also in terms of how uh, how the United States puts all this motherfucking emphasis on personal individual liberty, individual sovereignty. you got right. motherfuckers running around here again, trying to maintain private fiefdoms and <laughs> and. And I'm not saying again that they are genetically predisposed necessarily to being racist, but that's a possible component. There's a societal component that, that's there, and then there's the individual component. The final fucking piece is buying into the goddamn narrative and completing the narrative. These people yeah. tell tell themselves when they show up, they ain't just killing on spur of the moment. I guarantee goddamn t it. They ain't, they ain't no motherfucking way that they, they ain't prepared 100% to kill a motherfucker when they run them down and like pull their vehicles and like box them the fuck in. You can't tell yeah. me that, that that isn't exactly what the fuck is happening. Right.
2: The, so with that's, that, that's how right. do you
0: think they felt after they killed him? Do you think they probably like cheered they, a little bit, cracked some
2: ears it, or some shit? He posted on I,
1: Facebook.
0: I,
2: I, he was like, my son's the one that did the shooting.
0: Oh it, my fucking God.
1: Yeah, it it's and I can't I can't attest to how they feel because I I think uh, talking about feelings, feelings. I think they feel a, like they
2: busted a nut. I think that's how they feel. I well, think they feel the it, same way those dudes do on those hunting shows when they kill a big buck or something, and they're, right, and they're right, right. Like, like, damn did you just nut on yourself. Well, yeah, it's it's a pretty exhilarating thing, big game hunting, if you have that predilection to it. Well, many, but.
1: They, but there's arrogance to it, too. There's even more arrogance to it because there's this element of blaming. You don't blame the fucking, like, these big trophy hunters don't go, that the elephants shouldn't have been fucking standing over there for, uh, with them big ass yes. tusks. With yes. this shit, there's always victim blaming that's and associated see, um, with it. Uh, like other, uh, I wish uh, I hadn't uh, had to uh, kill them. I wish exactly. I hadn't had to kill the colored boy, but yes, he just come bad- at me.
2: And Michael Bradley explains that in the book I'm holding right now, The Iceman Inheritance, Prehistoric Sources of Western Man's Racism, Sexism, and Aggression. He says the reason he knows he thinks this is real is because the the what was an impulse that was perfect to create survival. A few a while back and during the ice age it's almost inexplicable now and modern man doesn't even himself know why he does it and you can always tell that when they say things like that they like, you You always hear the white dude say oh i had to kill him or oh, i had to do it or he was coming at me like a big demon and i had to shoot him 10 times mm. how's an 8 year old boy coming at you michael Brown looked like a teddy bear He's
0: yeah, a big, he did. He's a yeah, he's yeah. Big, goddamn, He's doing in the wrong line of work. If you yeah,
2: can't exactly, them. exactly. If you can't handle a eighteen year old, I don't care how big he is. Oh, now yeah. he's a man because uh, no, it's because first, as we I've said before, the impulse and the biological. Um, what's the word I always use? Um, the uh, that biological impulse is that first. The rationale comes later. It always comes next. First, you have an inexplicable. Inexplicable impulse to exercise sway over other people and things. That's the way Michael Bradley describes it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that's part of the definition of the Iceman Inheritance. He stopped calling it the Cronus Complex for some reason.
1: Yeah,
2: I think because it had some previous meaning in the psychology field or whatever. So he just stuck with the Iceman Inheritance. But but um, I like the Cronus Complex because it's like a more fly thing to say. But but like he says that that's an important part of it is that. The rationales the sophisticated rationales come later, like the Mayans. they had a really sophisticated ritual. They had mm-hmm. a right to it, but it's brutal. they taking people to the top of the pyramid and cutting their throats and letting the blood go out of Yeah, fucking crazy, crazy. crazy for the sun to come up again, or you know how how the soccer matches worked, right?
1: Oh mm-hmm. yeah, it, losing team yeah. getting decapitated winning shit. team
2: winning team, the winning <laughs> team. holy shit. The the champion got to cap. It was an honor. The champion, the winner got his head chopped off. So they were going to that. Like they were, they weren't trying to lose those soccer matches would last days and yeah. people laugh and make jokes like, Oh, everybody's avoiding trying to get killed. But no, I think it was, it was an, I know for sure that the winner, the captain of the winning team had his head chopped off in those, Mayan wow. soccer matches. Either my point being is that I want to agree that, yes, that impulse is clearly there. You know, it's a spectrum of reconciliation of mortality that becomes more and more sophisticated, express, sophisticatedly expressed in your culture. Ours, with all its egotism and selfishness and individualism, manifests in this way fiefdoms, exact the perfect word. Chris has been saying it's individuals,
0: you know, exercising the, the fifth freedom all the damn time. Hey, before we continue, I do want to read about this because holy shit. Okay, so uh, 13 rabbits ritual sacrifice shows death by decapitation and disembowelment. Looking at sculptural portrayals, this was most likely the standard technique used at El Tahin uh, as trophy heads were popular in Mayan culture. It follows that they were that they were important in ballgame. Some death heads occurred as figurines. Uh, so sacred, uh, so sacred were the small sculptures that they were preserved and appear as offerings at non at non elite uh, burials and late uh, classic domestic in- internments. So here's here's the part that's really crazy here. Um, it says sources say that the winning team's captain was decapitated and like that's a part it was like. And so it says uh, and that I can't pronounce this word it says you can barely see that a squash and a couple of snakes representing the kookan or something popped out of the sacrifice captain's head fucking disgusting but also kind of badass at the same time because it's like holy shit it's like it it, you're right it was an honor to die for the win snakes snakes always mean rebirth because you you observe them regenerate
2: in nature so they're always this positive symbol of life the cycle of life because you know the, uh, you know, the prime primeval people observed snakes in nature shedding their skin like that. And the whole pyramid structure was uh, in honor of Kuku Khan. And he's the he's that big ass serpent. You know what yeah. I mean? When the sun would cast a shadow on the step pyramid, it made this dope ass serpent shadow on the ground. It's kind of wild yeah. how they figure that out. But it, it was all about snakes and shit yeah. generating and all of
0: that. But it and was like a positive thing for them. This whole thing just makes me think of like just just being just being black out here. And yes, I do have my privileges and stuff like that. But when shit like this happens and as we begin to break things down, I I can't help but start to see myself as just prey on on the hunter's land because that's what they did. They came here and they took it over from some other people and they killed a bunch of people, just took over shit and hunted and did whatever and it's like whenever they get that urge you see some shit coming through and i become prey and i start and i and and i started sitting there thinking because i was riding my bike um yesterday typical but i rode through a neighborhood that i don't normally ride in and uh it, it was so weird because i felt myself saying hi to fucking Everyone, you know now, what I mean? If
2: somebody hurt one of you guys, I'm out. It's over,
0: dude. Yeah, I'm man. Go- I'm going to, I'm yeah, going Yeah, that prison. there's
2: no hope. If somebody if hurts one of, one of you I guys, I get killed. There's no hope. I'm, I'm, blow- I'm blowing somebody's brains out. That's a police <laughs> officer. Yeah. I'm I'm taking as many of them out as I can before they get me. I'm not laughing. Like somebody, one of you guys, or my nephew Jared, or my brother, or somebody. That's it for
0: me. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm, I'm clocking out. I don't, I don't. Like we are gonna have to walk around strapped, dude, like that's just what it is, man. That's why well, earlier
2: I, I, killed your, I killed you I killed your thread a clue and i'll I'll reignite it because I remember what you're saying, but that's why I was saying you can also take a steak and hide it in the room, and your dog will go crazy mm mm-hmm. And it it smells that delicious steak. And it's like, hey, I know it's a fucking steak in here somewhere. That's what I'm saying. You ever heard people tell Chris, Chris will activate him when I say this one. You ever heard someone say the expression, you can't you can't train the wolf out of a wolf like you can have them. They're far more intelligent than any pet you'll ever have. But you can't take the wild out of a wolf. You got to get it to where it's just about 90 percent wolf. You know, you see them walking around sometimes those German shepherd looking, you know, people like to have wolves, but they got to be. They somehow they have a way of knowing. I don't know how, but they got to make sure it doesn't have it doesn't have wolf in it. Cause when a wolf sees a rabbit, fuck you. It is gone. And that's what I'm saying. It couldn't be that fundamental of a thing being activated. They see an opportunity to kill somebody and possibly get away with it and rationalize it. So they don't just like Zimmerman, they call the cops. They have a recording of the guy. They dude, he was they didn't give
0: the on the phone the with the cops they, when they were
2: doing it yeah and they set up set up a thing to kill a guy
1: yeah and 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 gentlemen we are not genetically that far removed from goddamn 2000 years ago mm-hmm. 50,000 years ago we we are not that far removed genetically mm-hmm. so as far as things that served us well it doesn't matter what culture we may be talking about whatever behaviors and uh And psychosocial traits that we have in our DNA, a lot of that stuff still manifests itself and it conflicts sometimes with normative values. And I think the problem is whenever we're addressing social issues, we don't start from the very base elements of it. We don't start from the point of, okay, what are we? We're animals. And then analyze it in terms of, you know, uh, biological imperatives, fight or flight uh again genetic predisposition the idea that again our ancestors did gangster ass shit like playing ball games for days and then decapitating the winning captain that mm-hmm. wasn't that long ago when it comes to genetic terms as far as our species is concerned it's it's so true. so now we live in a society where everybody is is we're all playing a role but we're, we are still them same critters. We're just mm-hmm. playing our role. And the stuff is, and, and the shit's real fragile. It's yeah. real brittle This the way this shit is and collapse results in calamity. And yeah. you see Essentially, the an, anim, in animalistic this part of the shit?
2: world, for the dominant society whose culture is, is designed and defined by their understanding and their limitations psychologically. Because white boys say it all the time, Sam fucking Harris says it all the time, the only people, reason people don't kill and rape is because of law. What they're saying is I am not evolved enough as a creature, me, the European white male, to behave at a high level of humanity unless there's a threat of greater force. And, because that's and, when and, they shine and, the most. And, and, and violence. So yes. the nuclear bomb, they really think that's an acceptable, intelligent rationale yes. to say that mutual destruction is the only way to m- maintain peace. It's absolute Fucking devil, insanity! You got to be crazy to even think that way. Yeah. So, so but the shame is that it's
1: a big part of it. A a big part of it is monotheism. Monotheism has been a big component of imperialism since the very fucking beginning. Is this this notion of okay, I I'm conflicted. I'm conflicted because I carry this predilection. I have to answer to somebody in this machine that's functioning. And so I answer to this higher power that facilitates. And and again, don't get me wrong. Genghis Khan did some, some gangster shit. And I don't know his methodology was entirely fucking different. He had pluralistic values when it came to religious belief and things like that, but conquered the hell out of some stuff. Mm -hmm. So, so there is convergent evolution when it comes to, I guess, being a conqueror or imperialism. There's no one thing, but, it does motherfucking exist and it's undeniable and, and it does have implications. So mm-hmm. if if we're trying to be reasonable motherfucking human beings and not win an argument, because this isn't an argument, this yeah, is a yeah. bit, this is a bit of getting to the fucking bottom of something. Mm-hmm. So anybody that's yeah. worth a shit is willing to take a look at themselves and be like, do I potentially like look at the darkest part of themselves and be like, do I have, that potential predilection. And mm-hmm. if I do have that predilection, is that something that I need to be aware of and, and, yeah. and, and, and not ignore and, yeah. and atrophy that shit if at all possible? Mm-hmm. Fill that with something else, reroute that energy into something else. Well, but being yeah, aware of it is the it, first know? thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Maybe,
2: maybe yeah, hunting. Um, fighting that's why i think ufc and that kind of stuff is good is good for us because there are people that that have that um more than other people and i think that's a part of the human spectrum and if you have that in a pronounced way and if you have that in a particular a uh, perverse way that i think western white males do or at least the ones that that created this part of the of the western hemisphere or whatever the i, I think I think it involves exercising sway on things outside of yourself. That's why I brought up those examples before. When you get to where you're only satisfied in conquering the other, that is especially problematic. When you want to go to Mars, instead of take care of the planet you got right up on you, best thing this side of the solar system, there's a pathology in your mind. There's, There's a malady in your psychology when you think, Yeah, we all got it. But this particular manifestation of it is particularly problematic Mm -hmm. because name someone else that that went outside of their own environment and didn't like have a way of slowing down or stopping, like still going, still going, still going. Constant growth, constant conquer, constant exercise of sway and fear being the catalyst for the only rationale is. Because I, 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 we just can't stop. We have old yeah. momentum. We just can't
1: stop. We have to have growth. Really? Well, Sweet. and some something fucking interesting to me though is that <laughs> I think that, and you know, we have talked about the, the the conqueror gene at length, and and the more I've thought about the conqueror gene, the more I've I've made allowances for it to manifest itself in a lot of interesting ways in a lot of different societies. The Conqueror gene just gets acted upon by a lot of different things. There's a lot more going on than the oversimplification that there's one part of your DNA structure that is dedicated towards being a Conqueror. But good friend of the show, uh, Tyler Young. again, he, he's very, uh, critical of himself and he's willing to be introspective and be as objective as possible when he dissects stuff. And he and I talk about things and something that he said to me, and he, he is on board with the notion of the conqueror gene. He's like, yeah, that makes absolute fucking sense. But something that he said to me, that's interesting that had me thinking is I like, I, I hate losing more than I like winning.
0: Mm. Yeah. That's interesting
1: so, what what are the implications for that? If that's that couple, there's more
0: it, of an expectation to win
1: or or is it a personal thing versus a is that could that possibly be a a non-toxic manifestation of the conqueror gene? whereby, The conqueror gene is turned inward and directed towards the individual and conquering over oneself and self-actualization.
0: Well, you know what? When I when I actually think about that and and just probably from knowing Tyler, well, he hates losing more than he does winning. Maybe
1: he hates losing more than than he likes winning.
0: Okay, so I think that might be uh, he may have a certain image of himself. And this could be a uh, an overarching theme of just America in general, where we do have this, you know, image of ourselves. And there is an unspoken of expectation that we're just going to win, like our method is going to be the best. And losing is a symbol or is a sign that you aren't the best or that you aren't that great or that someone is better than you. Maybe that's what it could be. I I don't see anything wrong with that. But well, at and, the same and, time, and, I don't see anything wrong with thinking about it. And,
1: and, and again, that's what I'm saying is that if you have individuals like that who are willing, th- that are that are operating, they're turning and burning, they're being mm-hmm. what they are. They're being a, a, a beautiful manifestation of everything that somebody of that heritage could fucking possibly be. And, yeah. and, try, and trying to be as self-aware and introspective about that shit yep. as fucking possible. That's how when I can hope, ask. When I hear that man say, I hate losing more than I like winning to me, me knowing him, it means that when he goes in there and he competes and when he goes and does something, he gives, he he give a fuck about the other people that are there, that it's not, it's not even as much about beating them. It's about beating himself and, and his insatiable desire to make, make progress and that's the conqueror gene that is 100% the conqueror gene but but I think the conqueror that, gene can, can, is also
0: that other can, part that says I've got to kill someone though.
1: It it is but that's what I'm saying you can turn that shit inward though is what I'm I'm saying I, mm-hmm. turning the conqueror gene outward is a problematic thing turning the conqueror gene inward and directing that same kind of focus and and personal efficacy and autonomy and running the fucking show, and I'm the lord of my domain. If you can turn that energy goddamn inward, you're capable of turning yourself into a bad motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Hypothetically, I mean, maybe I'm off base with this logic here, but I think people with that proclivity, that conqueror gene, are capable of a lot of amazing things, a lot of humanitarian things, stuff that would serve. The population yeah, I, at I, I, large, I, I
2: would say so too. I, I like I've said before, and um, it's not to be contentious. I just don't want to lose the 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 subtle like perspective of, that I'm off. I think the conquered dreams what is what got my computer monitor in front of me. I say it all the time. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah, I don't think I don't think we would have what we have this we technological man. But I think that the part, the other side of that is we are destroying the plan for this Nvidia video card that I have. Yes, like we actually are. Mm-hmm. You got to have cotan and tantalum to make this iPhone that I in front of me. Look. It's, it's destructive. I'm not just trying to color like one thing bad, bad or good. I'm just saying it it's 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 the problem that we're dealing with right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. The the good parts of the conquer Gene, if you will, weren't there on the street for that young man that day.
1: No, no,
0: they are. No. You know, and, and, and you have something like the weapon that he used. he has a shotgun there. Like, you know, everyone that gets one, just, they're just dying to to use it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. They're dying to be like, how does this thing work? You know, every, every little bit of that went through, went through their heads. You know what I'm saying? Especially well, and, when it was the son that that did the killing is what, well, is what I'm understanding. And
1: the, And that is the thing is I acknowledge as somebody who packs heat on a regular motherfucking basis. I have absolutely zero desire to do some cowboy shit, get into it with fucking anybody. I don't trip out in traffic no more because people are crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, but when I'm in the vehicle and I don't have a Thule on me, Mm -hmm. there's definitely two more layers of thought. If I acknowledge, Oh, I left the Thule at the house there's two layers of thought that I go through. I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna have to work my way out of some shit. Definitely. If somebody fucks with me, then I'm gonna have to figure this shit out. You know what I yeah. mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. I Do can't, you know how to I don't hunt? just, oh, yeah. And, and I, but when I hop into roller, I don't think about it. When I have that there, I'm like, okay, well, I'm prepared for whatever. If I'm making that acknowledgement with me being a, not wanting to get into it with anybody type motherfucker that having that Thule right there makes me much more prone to bypass the avoidance element that I just explained because the Thule wasn't in the car earlier. So I I automatically, my brain's like, Oh, well acknowledged I'm rolling without the Thule. I'm going to have to, be on my p's and q's, and be like, "Oh, okay, sorry, sir, but I don't want any trouble."
0: <laughs> I have to. I want to see it. that.
1: Well, yeah. Well, I I, it, I don't know if that's happened, but uh, but I do think about that, and then when I have the that in the vehicle, I'm I'm let I don't think about that. I don't have to think about that. So somebody that has a proclivity towards wanting to go and you know hunt a motherfucker down. Just the mere presence of the fucking firearm in general. Yeah. that That's another catalyst that's added to it. Showing up fucking armed to confront somebody.
2: I had this and, do in my last job that was Man, he had that kind of thing going on where he always seemed to talk about that scenario where someone was gonna walk up on him and try to rob him in a Walmart parking lot. And I did not know why he would entertain you know him if I said his name. Kalu, um, mm. um, he might not be at Bluegrass anymore, but he was he was there at, um, when I was there. Like, but like, well, there's 80 guys at that place that are like yeah. this, so it's yeah. not really saying anything. Yeah. But I just thought, man, wish your like, would. Yeah, I was like, dude, why are you always talking like that, man? You don't yeah. wanna. But I don't know. Maybe he was afraid of something. Maybe someone he knew got got robbed or something. I don't
1: know. Yeah, I don't know. I think they some old uh, delusions of grandeur type bullshit, man. I, I, again, I think people buy into multiple narratives, and then they think that they're deputy dipshit, mm-hmm. and and they want to th- think about it. Who who amongst us hasn't sat around and thought about how good it would feel? to be the fucking hero on some shit. Like, when I saw that uh, that young, I think he was French, Cameroonian mm-hmm. cat, scaled the side of the fucking uh, apartment building or yes. hotel or whatever and and saved the dangling infant. Mm-hmm. When I saw that happen, vicariously, like, I got this fucking rush. Like, I yeah. got this adrenaline rush. I teared up. I was like, yes. The ability for a human being to use what they have to save another human being or save the day, we'll say in a more abstract sense, is a very romanticized thing. And I think it's a very ingrained thing. And it's it's related to how humans have historically been very socialistic up until the past, you know, 150 years or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Hell, I don't know, it, it longer than that. But historically, our ancestors were very socialistic. So I think that, being the hero, that that's part of the fucking narrative as well. You can't ignore that. We we can look at the side that the animal side that wants to kill, mm-hmm. but then there's the psychosocial, the the social ties and community, and again, buying into the narrative that you were there to save the fucking day that, yeah. that comes in there. These, yeah. these people, these people feel completely fucking justified. Yeah. So, what is it that we're missing?
0: I think one thing that we may be missing is the importance of that balance between becoming the hero and becoming the monster because I think it's it's very very fine yeah everyone does want to be that hero they probably felt like they were protecting their community if that is even a thing you know that they fabricate and and it's very common for people to fabricate a monster just to have something to save and so when you see them do something like this then it's like okay uh, this is my moment I can be the hero and very quickly it turns and, and then because that dude they come over there with a shotgun and then there's a struggle now it just activates oh time to kill him do you see what I'm saying and oh, very yeah. quickly they could have done it with, they could have just They could just beat him up it would have been a completely different thing if he just got jumped or something you know what I'm saying They could have been a completely different thing well honestly I would have. they, they might have beat him to death you never know but it's the fact or that he there's that balance their ass. or he would have fucked them both up yeah but that's the that,
1: potentiality that if they weren't going to let that fucking happen but they, you see that's why and, there's and, that and, and
0: balance it's important and to have that was,
1: Well, and Homeboy was former law enforcement. Yes. That's another, that is another. Probably never
0: drew his gun at all.
1: Well, and that's, I'm sure he drew his gun, but that's an, that's another narrative element. Mm -hmm. That's another component of it. That's a deeply imbued social thing. When you're law enforcement. You are inherently isolated from the community at large. Mm-hmm. So that's another element that we have to add on to it. We, we, it's, it's our responsibility here as we unpack this to acknowledge that it's not just so simple as it being, a uh, white men killing a young black man unjustly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's also, there is this law enforcement element that is associated with it. And the fact that it, that, it sat on the shelf for since February. Mm-hmm.
0: That's what, the part what, that I just sit there and
1: think about all the time that yo, there since then, man. It, it, it's some tribal shit, dog. It's some tribal fucking shit. It is in our DNA to to take care of and of people that look more like us. Like you assume that there is a mutual interest with people that look more like you. And mm-hmm. you are more prone to be s- suspicious of people that don't look like you. Me, I had the misfortune of not having anybody that looked like me really growing up. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. really, I was just like, OK, I'm um, I i do not know. I guess I'm going to hang out with the black kids because yeah. I can I can say whatever I want to these motherfuckers and they don't mm-hmm. get the feelings hurt. And Everything's hunky dory. But honest to God, I, I, I think that the racial component to all of this is deeply imbued in our dna i think we can't keep on going around putting posters up with a bunch of multiracial babies holding hands and saying uh, racism is isn't born into us it's taught talk- yes it is obviously socialized like a motherfucker into people but we would be remiss as hell if we ignored the fact that there are, are probably a lot of genetic components that go into us really kind of being suspicious or or not not digging people of a certain look or color. It's mm-hmm. a po- it's a possibility. But that also requires human beings to be willing to work on themselves as individuals. And how many motherfuckers are willing to work on themselves to not begin many, with, man, not especially many. not in this country?
0: yeah. You know, I just sit there and wonder, like, do we all just need to be strapped? Is that what it is? Is that what it's going to come down to? Because last time that happened, that, you know, groups like the NRA supported open carry bans, because if you remember that, I think it was in like the late 60s, you know, whenever Black Panther kind of stormed, if you want to call what the term that they used was they invaded the California state capital and and Black Panthers
1: were way too smart, suave. and They they were sophisticated, very smart. They just they, didn't care for white people. <laughs> you know well, saying? well, and actually they they, they, it, they were just they a wanted they were sovereignty. Yeah, they, they they were a symptom of a larger fucking issue, but honestly, yeah. these motherfuckers, they were they were savvy and they got systematically fucking knocked off by our government.
0: Yeah, and so when you have groups like NRA supporting an open carry ban and now they they want that shit all over the place, would this fix the problem if everyone was just strapped?
1: No. Everybody exactly. be shooting shoot the that's fuck a, out of everybody. That's
0: the response that I want. Like that's what I want. Be it's it's on the same level as the way that I think of when when I talk to people about like the abortion talk. I say as long as as long as adoptions thirty thousand dollars kill all the fucking babies until someone decides to say okay, I'm I'm not thinking clearly enough. We need to actually come to the table and have a clear discussion. Until this shit continues. I say that every fucking black person with the ability to buy a gun needs to have one walk around wherever you want until someone, until they start to say, okay, this is an actual problem. This is an actual fucking problem. What it, what it, because what it continues to come down to is just people that don't have an outlet. When you look at countries like England or England and stuff like that, you see that they have, if I don't, and maybe it's because I watch a bunch of not a, not a bunch of TV, but I watch different shows, but it seems like boxing is a thing that they do there. People are, oh, yeah, bare they knuckle they're, fighting. they, love, they they're, love they're doing all kinds of shit right there. That is a way to get it out. That is a way to get it out. And yeah, there, but they be stabbing,
1: a, they be stabbing the shit out of other.
0: Out I, 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 I will sooner survive a knife wound than I would a gunshot wound. And I could, you know, you that's, people can probably, probably run away true. a little bit faster. You know, they can run away from a knife and they can God, a bullet going 700 God, I, feet per second.
1: I'm gonna be real with you. Their their knife homicide rate is fucking astronomical. It's bad. I know that's an aside to your point. And I'm, I'm sorry for diverting. No, you, no, but, no. But the UK's fucking homicide rate when it comes to knifings is Jesus fucking Christ. People like it's hardly a motherfucker that it, don't know it somebody accounts for thirty nine
0: percent of all homicides. That's what it says. Uh that was in twenty seventeen. I'm sure the number might be up. But I would yeah. still, but it's, it's a smaller population. Oh, I yeah. think, you know what I mean? Like you,
1: you got to be more deliberate about that shit too. Yeah. Anybody, anybody can point something at somebody from a distance, and point, pull a fucking trigger. It exactly. takes some thought. It takes and, real and thought to, want to kill someone. Exactly. To, to insert an object into another human being like a knife.
0: And I'm, and I'm banking on the fact that, because I always I, in my head, I don't know why I think that the dudes that are out there pulling triggers like that are the biggest fucking pussies on the planet. But if you have a knife there, you're going to really show your mettle. If, you, if you're going to be the person that's going to go and insert a knife into someone's throat or insert it into their chest or whatever and actually go through with it. And I don't believe that the majority of people will actually go through with it.
1: Well, They'll soon I, think, you. I think it's like the, the hegemonic masculinity pyramid. Where you do have these sociopathic, uh, what they envision themselves as alpha male type motherfuckers. And then underneath that, you've got a litany of Mm -hmm. pretendo ass motherfuckers that want to play that fucking role, that narrative. There are some genuine creatures out there, but Mm -hmm. the majority are deputy dipshits that want to emulate what it is to be this idealized fucking masculine pinnacle of like protection and and i I don't i i just i'm not with it man i'm not fucking with it uh buying into it it's like being in a big fucking fraternity to be quite honest with you so i think that uh, to be quite honest with you the i think I think patriarchy probably plays a role in this shit too. Hell like yes, the, hege- it does. the hegemonic masculinity. That's what I'm because saying. Because There
0: are dudes out there congratulating like, yeah, yeah, you got it. And when you reduce it to an animalistic hunting type of thing, then there are swaths of people that are supporting those well, dudes because they fulfilled this inner, whatever you want to, this inner well, desire to kill some shit. They're cats. Well,
1: y'all w- would it, would it have been manly? Would it have been manly? Let's remove the fact that he's former law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Would it have been manly for them motherfuckers to have called law enforcement to them? Probably not. Would then you like add- to
0: call the cops? Yes, that would it's, have been normal. The- that just would have been normal.
1: Well, that—that's what should have happened. But I'm saying, yeah. in the, in their psychologies, in their minds, would it have been more masculine for them to handle it themselves?
0: oh yeah it would have been more masculine but that's because they wanted to be they wanted to be the hero
1: there you go but that's that's what i'm fucking saying hegemonic masculinity played a fucking role in pushing those individuals and again add on top of it that he's former law enforcement mm-hmm. they felt like that it would have been some bitch shit to yeah. have let the authorities handled it not mm-hmm. that the authorities are they a good litmus test for handling shit like they're supposed to. But again, in this context, I think hegemonic masculinity, these men had too much pride to even contact law enforcement. They also were, I'm sure they justify their, well, he'll fucking get away by the time they get over here, he'll get away and he'll be gone. But you know, I, I definitely do. I think that there's enormous intersectionalities that play. I, mean, roles I with think this.
2: that's I think that's second or tertiary. That's four or five thoughts later, man. I think first I want to kill somebody because, man, you can yell. Hey, hey, man, I'm sorry to interrupt you, dude. We got we got theft going on around here. Can I holler at you for a second? What's wrong with that? Exactly. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with, What's wrong with wrong. shooting, shooting in the air? Most people will collapse and crumble and throw their hands up. Shoot straight up in the air if you want to be a cowboy. I'm sorry, man. I just think those rationales are three, four, five thoughts later. First thought is I see me. I, I see an opportunity to kill. I want to kill, and I want to get away with killing. And he's instilled that in his son. That's what I think. The first thoughts, because the the
0: actions say as much. Because
2: there's yeah.
1: far, oh, yeah, definitely, definitely, all the it,
2: other it, things you know. Um, and that but, that nine one one call,
0: but it didn't even say, it didn't sound like like there's an emergency. It sounded like white people's version of like world star. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, it sounded like, hey, it sounded I'm filming this. just like
2: Zimmerman. Zimmerman was telling him he couldn't him hide. He couldn't hide his, his excitement to, to kill the same yeah. way, as earlier I said, a wolf cannot not chase a rabbit yes. and a dog couldn't relax and calm down if you hit a piece of steak in the living room while he was sitting there with you. Because when Zimmerman was on the phone, just like when those guys were on the phone, he was like, he's about to get away. He's about yeah, to get away. Man. And the cops are like, Hey, chill. Okay. Thanks. We'll be there in a minute. Calm down. He's like, Shh. they always get away. Remember, remember that he couldn't even hide it. What his actual visceral intention was. And those gentlemen on the phone of uh, this recent thing, they sounded the same way. They're like, they're, say they said something or another. I just heard today at my mom's house cause I refused to watch it. And it, they sounded like uh retro, Retribution or if that's the right word, was what was their first intent. Yeah. Like hey. they, could, they could have given a good description. They could have blocked off the road in the truck like they did to slow right. him down.
1: Man, it seemed look, like you said I, it. You you said it. I think, honest to God, I think a big component. And again, you're, you're absolutely right. I, I do think that it's like way on down the list as far as like what, what is going through a motherfucker's mind? Because actually none of that shit like hegemonic masculinity, patriarchy is going Mm -hmm. through their mind. It's kill. It's go and it's, it's operating in that lower fucking brain. But all of these factors that we fucking talk about, all of these socialized factors are just honing that predisposition. So Mm -hmm. it becomes more and more reactionary and directed. Mm -hmm. So then you, you, again, We've been conditioned to vilify young black men. The society at large has, ha, has been conditioned to vilify young black men. And then you have all of this shit conditioning individuals. And mm-hmm. then Mark said retribution.
0: Yeah, retribution.
1: Retribution, I think, is one of the biggest fucking parts of it. In, in this country, everything is about retribution. Mm-hmm. Everything. It's not about rehabilitation. It's not about empathy. It's eye for a fucking eye here in the United States. Yeah.
0: But what did he do or to, eye to, for a to dollar. make it be an eye for an eye type of thing? What well, he did he do?
1: He didn't He did he didn't do a motherfucking thing. He didn't do anything to deserve it. Don't get yeah. me wrong. But what I'm saying is it's very much instilled. The retributional element is the only element. It's the go-to, especially. And again, I'm not ragging on law enforcement. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, good, yeah. I'm good friends with law enforcement. But they're part of a retribution based system. So the immediate thought, whenever approached with a situation like that, is retributional. There's no kind of like, okay, let's rationalize this. Let's let's get to the bottom and see what's really going on here. It skips straight to fucking retribution.
0: Dude, oh man. That's you know, my is, where my mind is where my mind is kind of gone with with things dealing with races now i I used to be like they can be you know they can be taught out of it all this kind of stuff now i just i have just a zero tolerance type of thing i'm just like oh if you're racist like i hope i literally i i do wish death upon you i like i i don't want anything for for you to not exist anymore
1: what happens in prison
0: I hope, dude. I I I and said look, it on my look. Facebook. I was like, I hope I hope they're gonna get stabbed a bunch. No, That's no, I'm hope.
1: saying I'm saying what isn't what is natural? And you know, Mark oh, talks in, about in it like when you when you me. reduce when yeah, when you reduce yes. human beings, like you you provide for so their basic shit, mm-hmm. but you basically put them in cages in that context, a bunch of males. Mm-hmm. Um they revert to some very animalistic fucking behaviors, right? Yes. You it, yes. You're pretty much everybody in there is operating in, in the fucking fight or flight, lower yes, brain, like let, mm. let's function on this shit, right? What what naturally happens? People white people. white white people go with white people yeah, white black people, people go, go people. and, and yes. the Hispanics are together. Why does mm. that happen? Why does that fucking happen?
0: It's just it's on an animal level. You just for safety, that's what they want. You
1: goddamn right, it's on an animal level. So in order for mm-hmm. us as a species to be more enlightened about this, is everybody's going to need to take a a much harsher, closer look at themselves and their predispositions. And it's okay to acknowledge to yourself that the that you went around that the little Sally went around the corner at Walmart and there was a big black man and it startled her for just mm-hmm. a second. It, it's it's not OK to go around and shame these people and make them carry the guilt because it's a, a big problem has been censorship yes. and and making people afraid. Nobody's racist anymore. Yeah, nobody. Nobody's fucking racist. Everybody's walking on eggshells. Everybody's in the closet fucking racist. Mm-hmm. And, and I and I looked at Dave Chappelle and what Dave Chappelle says about like expressing expression and censorship and things like that. I think it's very much reflected in comedy that, that there are certain topics that people just are fearful to fucking broach. Well, yeah. if, if you're afraid to fucking broach those issues,
0: mm-hmm. we're always going to be in this cycle.
1: Then, then, then yes, fear you're governed by goddamn fear. Your behavior mm-hmm. is governed by fear and not by empathy and not by a genuine bid to try and figure out who you are and how you can be better.
0: Yes. I a thousand percent agree with that. But it's the big thing is just getting people to the table to go through and have those discussions.
1: There's no vested interest in it, though. There is none. There is none. Our society is, is built upon us fighting each other.
0: Damn, dude.
1: It's built on it.
0: Yeah, it really is. Well, shit, we can go on to this for forever. I wanted to keep this at an hour. Um, do we have any shameless shout outs? There's obviously going to be more to surface from this from everything that's happening here. But uh, while it's you know still fresh, I'm glad that we were able to talk about it. So let's knock out some uh, shameless shout outs or anything like that. And then we'll get going. I'll let you guys have the rest of your what's left of your night.
1: Well, we always got to give a shameless shout out to uh, Tyler Young at grade eight performance. And mm-hmm. then also by the way, Tyler and I have gone into business together for raw power moving services. So mm-hmm. he and I will be conducting moves. If you all need items of damn near any size or weight moved, we can probably get the job done for you. So, um, hit our uh, uh, private message. You can send me a private message on social media or the Salomist account or whatever if you if you have any uh, desire to utilize our services. But again, shameless shout out to Talia. Cool, cool. Mark, do you have anything?
2: Uh, yeah, I guess just shameless shout outs to all the mothers. So happy mm-hmm. Mother's Day. And um, uh, yeah, that's just about it. No real businesses
0: today that I can think about. Cool, cool. Same for me. Just shout out to all the moms, all the motherly people, uh, everyone just out there. You know, take care of stuff. Like I made a post about it earlier. It does not take blood to be a mom. It's 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 all about bones and it's all about the responsibility of just taking other taking care of people. So thank you all, uh, all of you guys out there for all that you do and all that you've done. Um, Obviously, we. I do want to uh, give a shout out to uh, BT Lee's for making like all my food taste good. Uh, I'm a big fan of his sauces and seasonings. Um, get his something to cry about seasoning; it's really, really good. Uh, also, the Clevelander season or the Clevelander sauce. Uh, I'm a big fan of that. And the funny thing is that I uh, I recently bought some Flavor God seasoning, and it just tastes like meh. So it's nice to be able to pit uh flavor god seasoning against bt Lee's and still be like uh, this stuff's local still tastes great but speaking of local just support as many local businesses as you can i think the everything that had been going on with like um Businesses getting loans and stimulus money and all this kind of stuff. You saw that a lot of the very large businesses benefited the most. So yeah. please do what you can to take care of the local businesses in your area as much as you can. Shop local right now. These people really, really need it. Uh, but that's all I've got. Thank you all for your time and attention. Uh, you guys know where to follow us. www.thesalumas.com for our website uh, at the Salimus Podcast on Instagram. Just type up the Salimus Podcast on Facebook. We're all on there. Hit us up on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, fucking anywhere you listen to your podcast content. So again, thank you all. Thank you too for jumping on and guys, we are out. Peace.